0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, coming to you today for a very special interview, a very one that I'm so excited to bring you today for all the Third Watch fans out there. We are having an interview with the one, and the only Mr. Kobe Bell played Tyrone Davis across six seasons of Third Watch, the most appearances of any actor In any of the episodes, 127 episodes in total, appeared in all but five episodes of Third Watch. So, uh, a great chat to have here. Of course, we had Kobe on a bit over a month ago in our 20-year reunion special. But this time around, it's plenty to talk about through getting the role, working with a variety of different actors, some scenes that he filmed, and even some fun stories around his early days of acting to his current days of acting. There's basketball with George Clooney involved here. And... um, it's, it's a lot of fun and a great chat that you're going to have a lot of fun with today. So without further ado, here is our interview with the one, the only, Mr. Kobe Bell. An absolute pleasure to be able to welcome our next guest back to the program. A bit over a month ago, we of course had our big Third Watch 20th anniversary reunion special where we welcomed him for the very first time, learned a lot, a great deal, had a lot of fun, but... It's an absolute honour to be able to welcome him back to the show today to learn a little bit more about his time on Third Watch and his career in general and find out a lot, I am very, very sure. A lovely time to have Mr. Kobe Bell back here on the Oz Network. Kobe, mate, welcome back to the program.
1: It is an absolute honor to have me on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so modest. I love this. This is why we want you on here, just to to to, to hear those things, Kobe. That that's exactly it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, thanks, thanks for having me back on, man. I've I've been looking forward to talking to you again.
0: It's it's fascinating. I think you know we talked a lot during that 20th anniversary uh, reunion, kind of. Uh, about plenty of things, and, and obviously a lot of great feedback we've received from that. And, and, you know, 20 years, as we said, a long time, and here we are still talking about this show. And, I mean, it must be a, a crazy thing to, to think that, especially for yourself, because when you started Third Watch, you, you were still very young. You you still had kind of just started acting and been in a few TV shows and that. So I guess it, it must be one of these things in the world of, of acting in Hollywood that these roles come about and... You just never know whether you're going to be after three episodes, never talking about again, or talking to a random guy in Australia twenty years later about the legacy of the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a trip, man. It's a, it's a trip to think that it's been twenty years since we started, um, and I, I just feel real lucky to have, you know been a part of it and to have made the you know the, the relationships, the friendships that I, that I made during that show that are still you know some of my best friends to this day. So um yeah it it was great it was great. And I am mean, you know it's funny I'm I'm actually right now working with uh Chris Tulak again. And when I know I hadn't seen him in so long. You know Chris Tulak was one of the executive producers of the show. And I'm doing a like a guest arc on Seal Team, which is a show that's on CBS. Um this season, I'm doing, I don't, I don't know, anywhere from like six, seven, eight episodes, something like that. So I just got to hang out with Chulak. We were talking about the old times just a couple of days ago. It's crazy.
0: Fantastic. Because it's, it's always interesting with those connections. Uh, I'm sure like it, it, it's a big world, the world of Hollywood, but then I guess also it can be quite small when you, all of a sudden you do end up working with someone, particularly where you've had such a long stint on a, a show as you did with Third Watch, because is is Kind of when you got the role of Third Watch, you'd you'd had a guest stint on ER. Had had any of that connection worked into the Third Watch role? Because obviously ER and Third Watch are kind of connected, or was it somehow different when you eventually got that first script for Third Watch when it first happened?
1: Yeah, there actually was a connection. I didn't know it at the time. I was was pretty naive to how everything worked. Um, ER was my first job ever, so that was my – like right out of college – first time being on TV was on ER. And then after ER, I did a bunch of guest spots that the rest of that season. Um, and I didn't know that they kept me in mind from that guest spot that I did on ER when they, when they were developing Third Watch. And I had zero idea that I was like their, their top pick for that role the whole time. And I, you know, I was oblivious. So the show, third watch is still being developed. I actually became a series regular on another show just for one season called uh, L.A. Doctors, which was this show on CBS. Um, it only went for a year, but it's actually, it's actually how I met my wife, so that was pretty cool.
2: Perfect. And then
1: that that show ended, and then I I went right in and got third watch, um, and then you know went off off the races from there the
0: rest is history. Do, I I need to ask cuz um it's funny with ER cuz I'm a big ER fan kind of it helped me get into third watch but do you remember much about your role on ER Kobe because I I remember your lovely little uh brief arc on yeah. ER with your with your patient yeah. and the little thing that happened to him uh when you were getting examined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It was uh he was a track runner um that was having like complaining of shortness of breath and and then when he goes when he they go to check it out it turns out that he has testi- testicular cancer mm. and then when uh who was it maria bello mm.
2: mm-hmm. maria
1: bello I, yeah she was she was the doctor he was um that was taking care of, of my guy and so during the examination when she's checking out the guy's Junk, he, uh, he gets a boner.
0: He does.
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, I, I think yeah, that that season, a lot of people kind of remember that just because it was, just because of the, 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 you know, of what happened. But that, that was a cool experience, man, because I got to, um, my first job ever, I didn't know what was going on. Next thing I know, I'm like, uh, you know, playing basketball and lunch with George Clooney and, and, uh, and I remember it was, I'm playing basketball with George Clooney just going okay this is this is how it works <laughs> and then I remember the the, the the girls from the cast of friends walk by and they're like hi george i'm like okay so this is this is this is what it's like to be on tv
0: you've made it first acting gig you're hanging out with george clooney yeah there's jennifer anderson courtney cox lisa kudrew this is it yeah
1: yeah yeah they came by yeah they watched us play basketball It it was it was a trip
0: wow that's crazy, and i, I love loving these connections. All of a sudden, we're getting to to Friends and, and Third Watch. Uh, when Anthony was telling that story about uh, being with Matthew Perry uh, on the reunion, so gosh, yeah. maybe, maybe there's an extended yeah. universe going on here. Third Watch and Friends, they exist.
1: <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a trip, yeah. When you, I mean, you, you know, you go you go that far back. Um, yes, yeah, it's just crazy, just to, you know, to see everything that happened since then.
0: It is interesting to kind of have that first role and then, as you said, kind of be kept in mind for Third Watch. I mean, when when you get that script straight away, I mean, was, was it always the character of, of Davis that you were considered for? Did you have to audition for that? Um, I mean, how did that all kind of play out when you eventually do get the script that very first day of Third Watch?
1: Yeah, it was always... I always was auditioning for the role of Davis. I did have to audition. I had to go through the whole process of, you know, um, testing, which is really stressful. You know, you're, you're in front of all the network big wigs, and then you go in front of all the studio big wigs and you're doing the scenes. Um, and I, I, again, I had no idea that I was their top choice. So I was, you know, sweating it out. Um, and then, you know, found out. And I remember at this point, we didn't know where the show was going to shoot. So they're, they were talking about, man, I, I want to say, either going to be New York, Seattle, Chicago, or might have been Miami or something. I don't know, and like, okay. And so I found out I got the job and then, but I still didn't know where I was going to be living. So, okay, like, hey, you got the job. And I said, okay, where am I moving now? Like, we don't know yet. And <laughs> then in like a week later, we found out I was going to be New York. And, I, and at that time I was dating my uh, my now wife we only started we only been dating for maybe 3 4 months um but things were going really well and i said hey I, you know i got to move to new york do you
0: do you want to come with me <laughs> and uh and luckily she did wow rest is history it's yeah. it's it's crazy to think kind of now in hindsight looking back at the show and as long as it lasted but yeah those initial days and i can imagine just everything up in the air because I believe, were you one of the first people actually casted? Like, you were one of the first people locked in as one of the major roles?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I remember Anthony was... I remember seeing Anthony in the hallway during the testing process. I remember seeing Jason. So, we maybe... And I remember seeing uh, Beach. Mike Beach was there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember being really impressed with it. Well, I remember being really impressed with how relaxed he was. Well, he was like, yeah, whatever. All right, whatever. If I get it, I get it. You know what I mean? He was like, every, everyone's kind of off in the corner, running their lines and trying to, you know, psych themselves up. Especially me, because, you know, I i had <clears throat> only been, like you said, only been doing the acting thing for, or at least being on TV for, you know, a year and a half at that point. Um, and Beach was over there, you know, reading the newspaper. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs>
0: Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. But that's you now, right though, Kobe, I'm sure when you go into a role, that's you in the corner reading the paper and you've got some fresh faced 23 year old going, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Am I going to get the part? And you're like, Oh kids.
1: Yeah. yeah. It kind of, you know what? It kind of is, man. It kind of is. And you know, I've, well, I've, I've been so lucky just as far as, um, getting on things that stay on, um, Since third watch, you know, I've I've had a lot of good long runs on other things. So, yeah, after a while, you kind of – those nerves – I mean, those nerves don't always go away. This At this point, it's for a different reason. You know, I'm like, okay, I got to get this job. Back then, it was like I got to get a job because I want to have a career and I want to, you know, I want to get it all going. And now, it's like, okay, I got to get this job because I have four kids and they need to eat. Mm. (laughs) And I I need to (laughs) – you know what I mean? And, and during club volleyball and in private school, then, you know, I got to, got to, got to keep the, got to keep, got to keep buying them shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that Hollywood lifestyle, of course. The moment you met George Clooney, I mean, you're an A-lister. You're in there. You've got to, you keep buying the Rolexes <laughs> and flying them off to like skiing school in Switzerland and stuff like that, right? Be honest, Kobe. We, we yeah. know the truth. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You just,
1: you nailed it. You nailed it. That's, that's what's going on down here. That's how it works in Long Beach, California. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's
0: exactly it. But it's it's kind of the perfect role I can imagine for you, as as you're saying, you know, sort of only been in television for about eighteen or so months, and here you are playing fresh faced rookie cop, who, as the audience, we're learning right. as much about it at the same time. So, I mean, it really ended up being the perfect role for someone in your at that part of your career.
1: It did, yeah, it did, yeah. The yeah, the two things lined up perfectly. And I could feed off of, you know, how I was feeling about, you know, starting out in in my industry and kind of translate that into how Davis was feeling about his, you know, starting out being a cop, for sure. I definitely did a lot of that. There wasn't, there wasn't, not a lot of acting required with a lot of that, a lot of that stuff.
0: And I love in the Welcome to Camelot Documentary on the on the DVD. I think we touched a little bit this in the reunion, kind of your your story about the the first time acting alongside Skip, and kind of you were just so impressed with his ability, and then essentially you're you're turning to the producers saying like, "Hey, we're going to cast him." Like you had some sort of say in that sort of stuff. I mean, that that must be you're talking about sort of seeing these guys for the first time, but just. To, to start that relationship with Skip, obviously you guys are still friends to this day. You have such great chemistry on the show. I mean, do you remember kind of meeting him for the first time in the lead-up to to sort of reading the lines off each other in that first scene?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That audition, he came in and he crushed that audition. And um, we were improv We were, you know, <clears throat> we were in this hotel room that had these chairs that had uh, wheels on the bottom and kind of swiveled, you know, the chairs swiveled. Yep, yep. So... As as we're doing the scene, as we're um, supposed to be driving around in the car, we started like turning the chairs just, <laughs> just to be silly, and just yeah, just little little things like that. And um, yeah, when he left, I remember, yeah, I turned to Chris Chulak and Ed Bonero and John Wells, and I was like, "That's the guy, right? That's got to be the guy." And they were like, "Hey, hey," they were like, "Kid, come, you know, like <laughs> we don't, we don't." uh <laughs> We're not, not going to jump you know, to that conclusion yet, but I, you know, I'm glad he ended up being the
0: guy. Definitely. It definitely worked out well. And was I can imagine in a role like that as well, there's lots of ride-alongs and, and research and everything along those lines. Was, was that going on before you first started shooting? Was that happening during the shoot when you were in New York? I mean, how many of these ride-alongs with NYPD did you end up doing?
1: I remember doing a couple kind of foggy at this point. I remember doing one particular one when with uh, me and Jason wild did one and they were, these guys were going after, I think it was like a some sort of child pornographer or something like that. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And they're like, ah you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Here, here. And, and, and they gave us, they had a, a wrist, they give you a wristband, um, different colors for each day. And that way they would... So if you're wearing a green wristband and you were, you were playing clothes, people could look at the wristband and go, okay, that guy knows, you know, what the color of the day is. That guy's a cop. I mean, maybe I just gave away some secret that I shouldn't be giving away. I don't know. But, it's, you know... What <laughs>
0: yeah, was, yeah. if, if all of a sudden our podcast gets shut down in a couple of days, you know the NYPD is listening. It's all good.
1: And <laughs> I know about the wristband. <laughs> yeah, and I,
0: and I remember they... So we're in the car. They're like,
1: okay. Yeah, we got to go up in this building. You guys want to come? And I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like, we should not be going up in there with you. No, no you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Just, just stand behind us. Just stand behind us. So yeah, we went up, up up there and we were like, just, just, you know, a few feet back from the whole process of, uh, of what goes down when they arrest somebody. And it was, it was a, it was eye opening for
0: sure, and I can imagine you've got a different mindset in those situations because, kind of, yeah, you, you allude to there like a bit of a shock, like oh my god, we're going after like this, you know, disgusting person about child pornography, like what are we doing here? But at the same time, you're there for research, so of course you're you're obviously having to sort of look at what these officers are doing and kind of try and, and take that on board so you can portray that on screen with, with the character of Davis. So I can imagine it's sort of a, it's a mixed bag of emotions when you're on a ride along like that.
1: Yeah, there was that, there were and, but there was also like, oh, if, if this goes sideways, I have no business being up here. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> there's, there's nothing, nothing nothing I can do to help out the situation. Um but yeah, luckily nothing nothing bad happened, but yeah, it was it was, it was pretty true. And and another thing I remember is just just sitting around a lot. You know, you just uh, how much waiting there was. Did you have um, to help
0: with the paperwork? Is it kind of like they Come on, fill in some forms for us while you're here, actor. Like, you can help out.
1: <laughs> or, no, or, or when we were just waiting for when we were supposed to go into this dude's house, and, you know, it was a long time of just sitting around waiting for whatever we were waiting for. So, and I remember that kind of helping me, you know, w- watching them and we, you know, how they just kind of bullshit and hang out and a little banter while they're hanging out. So I can you know kind of applied that to how me and Skip would do our thing when we were just you know supposed to be sitting in the sitting in the car, um, bullshit, which was you know a lot of that was my, my favorite part of the show was just the downtime, you know when, when the writers would would give us stuff and when there was just you know kind of pointless banter, um, but it was so I don't know it made it more real for me. Well, I think
0: that's what sold the show so early on, and. I think, particularly in those first two to three seasons, you could easily tell that this was, you know, half the brainchild of somebody who had had come up with ER because what sold ER so early on was, of course, the the dialogue mixed with the action. It was kind of it was a very smart written show, and that's what I think really helped Third Watch in those early days, and particularly. Kind of as you're explaining those those banter scenes between yourself and Skip, you know, we had it with Jason and Molly, the paramedics. You know, it was just all of those dialogue scenes. It it had that realistic feel to it, and I've always wondered, particularly with with the cop side of things, because yourself and Skip, Molly and Jason, just had such great chemistry. You could just so believable as these partners in mm-hmm. both different cars. How much of that was just Pure script. I mean, was there anything ever completely ad libbed? with some of that? Did they give you free range to kind of just add on to what they had written and kind of expanded a little bit?
1: Not free range. Um, The the writing was; it was really good writers, and they did a really good job of, of, you know, setting up those natural situations. Certain writers would be uh, more open to our input, or if we had a little ad lib here, ad lib there. and then you know, after a while, once they kind of learn your voice, once they learn what works for, like what worked with me and Skip, you know, our our interactions, they would start writing that way. Um, but yeah, it depends on the writer. Some writers are really like, you no, know, say my words, the way I write my words. Some writers are, hey, whatever makes it work, whatever makes it, you know, seem more natural, do it that way.
0: It, so it just depends. It, the first season two, kind of that that naivety of Davis and sort of the development. I mean, the very first episode you know, the Jerry getting shot and kind of, you know, being a bit gung-ho going up the roof and kind of having that epic scene, which obviously is the one that you were talking about in that documentary when kind of, like, Skip's grabbing your face and kind of, you know, I'm not going to let you die like your father and things like that. I mean, it's just such an epic way for this character to start because between... Your character and Anthony's character in Carlos, like you know, you're our eyes. We're learning about this world through both of you. So, I I think what what sells that so well is that just that blend of that mixture. Then on on their opposites with Skip for yourself, and then obviously with Beach for for uh, Anthony's character. So. I can imagine reading their script for the first time. It, it it must all of a sudden just for you as a young actor to be wanting to have this career and working off these guys and just having so much to work with the, the layers of the characters, even in just that pilot episode is just incredible.
1: No, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, no, that was, that was a really, I mean, at that stage in my life, that was really a dream role.
0: And it's really, I mean,
1: all I ever really wanted to do, like I, I've never had um, big, you know, dreams of, you know, just being like the king of Hollywood and, and and uh being the most whatever it is, you know, famous person on earth. That's that's never been my goal. Um all I ever really wanted to do was just was just work. You know? Hey. And and so to get a role like to get a role like that, um where it was like perfect for me at the time and it was such such fun, challenging stuff. With such you know good writers, good actors, good, a good production team, it was just yeah, it was it was, uh, I was extremely extremely fortunate to to fall into that.
0: On the flip side of that though, I can imagine uh, as a, as a young twenty-something actor in his first major role in a terrible second major role, but on a show that maybe lasted a little bit longer than La Doctors, it, it must be. A little bit nice, though, to kind of all of a sudden have a few people recognise you, a couple of media interviews here and there, maybe a few premiere parties. I mean, like, was it was that a bit exciting? Like, oh, I'm getting a bit of a taste for the high life here, just for for a moment.
1: Uh, I've no, I've never been, I've never been that guy. Like, um, like I would much rather just go to work, um, do the best I can, and then just go home, you know, <laughs> go home or, 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 you know, go, 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 go hang with a couple of friends. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never, even, even when I was of that age where I kind of should have been doing all that, um, I was never into it. And the times when I did have to do it, it was, it was when I felt like, okay, no, I really sh- I, sh- I should show up to this, um, you know, for the sake of whatever, for the show or for my career or for whatever it is, I should do it. But I, I would really rather not do any of that stuff. So
0: who was... Who who was the person on third watch that liked that? Who milked the limelight whenever they could?
1: Um, I don't know, man. Everybody was pretty, pretty much about the work. And you know, I was, I was actually just—that's why I was talking to Chulak the other day. Um, I was, you know, I, I, uh, I, I was working at COT and I went up to see him in his office, and we just hung out for twenty minutes or something. And I just—and somewhere in the conversation. I said, "Dude, I never really got a chance to thank you." For and he said thank you for what? And I said I said well thank you for for setting the tone for how I should approach this business because he you know I, you know I've done a lot of TV since then and you come across a lot of people that are like you know whatever we're just making TV it's not that it's not that it doesn't matter what you know are we are we getting the shot perfect well, who cares we let's let's move on or you know it's good enough it's good enough for TV and lack was never that way. He's always, always, always trying to make the very best thing he can make um, and expects that out of everyone that he's working with. So the tone on Third Watch was we were having a good time, but we all showed up to, to you know, to, to work, to really work. So all mo- all the other actors on the show were kind of had the same attitude. I mean, I remember Anthony, He, you know, he would go, Anthony and Bobby would go to stuff. Um, but I don't know if they were doing it because, you know, it fed their ego or anything. I think they were just doing it because they knew it was good for their career, to, you know, to get out there and get more publicity. And that was the one thing that I never understood when I was young is that like publicity does, it could, can equal more work. I was always like, no, I got the job and I don't need to do anything else, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but with, and which is, which is how I prefer to do it. But I I do see now that, you know, there there are benefits to you know, if you get a little publicity then it's easier to get other roles.
0: Was, obviously, you're mainly working with with Skip and and then, of course, you know, intersecting uh, with with Jason and Molly's characters, you know, being the police arc. How much interaction was there outside of the scenes that you shot together with sort of the paramedic side of things? I mean, you mentioned Bobby, of course, you know, Bobby Cannavale's probably gone on to the the biggest things out of anyone from Third Watch. But do do you remember much from sort of those early days kind of interacting with people like Bobby and, and, and Kim, maybe some of the ones that you don't necessarily share a lot of scenes together with?
1: Yeah, we all we all hung out, especially in those first couple of years, we all hung out a lot. Um, I sort of, I, I think, I mean, the best friends that I've kept, that I'm still in contact with, you know, all the time from the show are Skip. Like, I just talked to Skip uh, yesterday, two days ago. We had, we had a nice long talk when I was sitting in traffic. Um, Anthony, Anthony and I are actually developing something um with you know who Bruce Campbell is?
0: Yes, yes, yes. So so um
1: so yeah so Bruce I was on I was on uh, burn notice with Bruce. Yep. And he just got done doing, you know, um actually in New Zealand. He was doing um Ash versus Evil Dead out there. And anyway, Anthony and I had this idea this is this is a a trip. I uh I'm totally going on a tangent here, but Anthony and I had this idea 15 years ago, like towards the end of third watch, I I had this idea. I brought it to Anthony. We started developing it after, after third watch, we pitched it around. But then I got on the game before, um, this comedy that I was on for a long time after that, before the show, you know, before the thing with me and Anthony could ever like go further into development. And then it kind of went away. And then Bruce and I got to talking about this, this idea. And I was like, dude, that's a lot like, me and Anthony's idea. We should combine them all together and see what happens. And just over the last couple of months, um, we've been developing this thing and, you know, there's still a lot more hurdles we have to get over, but we've gotten over a, a few big ones already and it's, it's moving along like more than I ever thought. Like Anthony and I am like, Whoa. So this thing that has been sitting around in our heads for 15 years could actually happen at some point.
0: Fantastic.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's it's cool, and that's and that's the other thing is at this point I, all I really want to do is just work with my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so if I can get something going with, you know, Bruce who's like my best buddy from Burn Notice, and Anthony who is one of my best buddies from Third Watch, um, that would just be like a dream come true, really would.
0: Fantastic. I, I mean, this is the thing that I think a lot of us as fans of the show love hearing because, and that's going back to what I was saying about the, the great chemistry that all of you shared on screen, uh, particularly in those early seasons. And I shouldn't just single out the early seasons. The later seasons too had fantastic chemistry with, with the actors as well, because we, we like to think like, Oh, these guys are best friends out of the show. Like, you know, we know they're hanging out and that, and that's what I think sells the show yeah. so well. And, and this is a thing that I've always advocated for third watch where it is got that underrated tag on it, because I think that some of the best chemistry I think anyone will find in television, particularly in that period of television too and tv really was changing sort of in the late 90s into the early 2000s into what we're used to today but i mean it was a real development uh, of television at that point and some just great underrated episodes and, and moments on a, on a show that is a very underrated show still to this day to me in television history
1: no, i agree i agree yeah and yeah a lot of that did have to do with the, the friendships that were really there. Like, uh, yeah, like, like I said, you know, Skip, Anthony, I'm still really, really close with beach. Um, um I, I, I don't, I don't keep keeping contact with Jason Wiles as much as I would like to, but, um, uh, we were, we were really tight back in the days of the show. So yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great, great work environment.
0: I have to say, with Davis, now, I think um, uh, we mentioned on the reunion episode that uh, you ended up being in the most episodes based in terms of screen time, not just um, credit only, but uh, 127 episodes, I believe, counted through out of the 132. So you only missed five episodes, I think, in terms of not actually being, which is, which is an incredible run. But some of the things I, I love about the development of the Davis character that maybe don't get uh, alluded to as much, particularly in those early days, it was, it was really... Pre until Neil Long's character came on the show, Davis had a lot of girlfriends, and, and most of these were off screen. There was always kind of a conversation the next morning with with <laughs> Sully about, "Oh, I've got yeah. a new one. I've got this. I've got that." Were you ever disappointed you didn't actually get to share the screen time because I wanted to see this string of Davis's girlfriends the next morning?
1: <laughs> I, I never even realized that until you just said that. It's kind of true the first the first few seasons. Um. And yeah, I don't know. I remember them bringing on a couple of different women um, that were that were. I guess they were setting up to be a Davis girlfriend, and then maybe they didn't. Maybe the person wasn't available anymore. Maybe they didn't feel the chemistry was there, or I don't know. But yeah, yeah. The. the so wait, was 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 the Nia thing before? Um, what was Amy's Amy's character's name?
0: Uh, Taylor. No, Taylor was Amy's character was before, yeah. so, because that was season three. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, 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 yeah. you guys had, like, sort of bonded because so, both yeah, your dads had been lost in the line of duty.
1: Yeah, and the Taylor thing, I remember happened, was starting to happen when, I think, when Bobby was still on the show. So, I think they planned to the seed in the second season, and then by season three, it really kicked in. Yeah, 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 yeah
0: which because yeah it with is. um the bobby one it was kind of in in after hours the, the best episode of all of third watch just we'll <laughs> yeah. talk we'll talk yeah. about that one in a minute but um yeah cuz they sort of oh, they yeah. touched on that and then they kind of fizzled out but it was it was kind of all post the 911 storyline um you know her dad was missing and then kind of you guys had bonded we we had amy on the show about a year ago and um we brought up with her the the shower scene that you guys shared um, which yeah. you know it was that was the moment we knew you two were together when all of a sudden you you both cuddling naked in a shower and i mean is that it, in all seriousness, like for somebody who's not an actor, you think, "Wow, that must be a great scene." You get to cuddle naked with a beautiful woman in a shower. What, what a life! But I, I can imagine it's not that simple. I, I'm probably quite awkward, is it not?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty awkward, pretty awkward. And you, know, you got the whole crew around the, the water. I don't even remember if the water was warm. <laughs> um, and and I remember, I think uh, Brooke Kennedy directed that episode, if, if I remember correctly, and because she, she was our, you know, line producer at UPM throughout the, the whole run of the show. Um, and then she started directing episodes. And I remember for that, for that scene, she's like, yeah, I, I just want you guys to just, 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 just hold that position. It's like, it's like, it's like a, cause she got this inspiration from this photo that she saw of this man just holding this woman. I don't know if they were in the shower or whatever. Yeah, I just, I just want you just 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 holding, just holding, just just don't move, don't move. And we we were like, don't move. <laughs> it's like yeah, we just you're just standing there, you're just standing there. We're like, uh, okay. So yeah, it definitely it definitely felt really really weird, really weird.
0: It's it's something though that um, I'm sure you get used to, like when it comes to to those type of scenes, because uh, you know, sort of joking about the fact that Davis didn't really have. I guess I mean Taylor was Davis's first proper girlfriend. Uh, to that point, three or so seasons in. So yeah, and it's 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 it just adds to, to layers of a character. I'm sure once you once you are developing a character, you you've been with that character for a couple of seasons. You, you know, you're wanting to to expand further. Do, do you really find yourself? Wanting more? Because the more you get into that character's head, are you thinking about like, the second or third season? Well, why hasn't he got a girlfriend? Surely at this point in his life, he would be settling down a little bit. Or is it the opposite? Do you think, well, no, if this was me at that point in my life and I've got this crazy job with these crazy situations, I'm not mentally going to be in a place to have a serious girlfriend at this point?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I I always just kind of took it as it came. Like, like I didn't, I didn't uh, question very often you know where the writers were going with my character i was always pretty happy with what they did with him if, if i can remember correctly i mean it's funny you bring up these things and then i have to first of all you like sparking these memories and then i gotta like just kind of shake the dust off the memories real quick and try to like formulate them into a thought <laughs> um but yeah if i remember correctly i i was always kind of fine with where they were going with it um and and as far as how it mirrored my own life, no, I mean, I was, you know, I was in a very serious relationship. You know, my, like I said before, my um, my girlfriend at the time was my wife now. She moved out to New York with me. We were together, and and I think by man, what season was that? Well, it must have been by season three, we were we either got married or were planning on getting married. Um, but I got married you know, when I was. T-
0: Twenty six. So yeah, yeah,
1: season three. I think. Wow. So, well. So yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't where I was in my life um, compared to where he was in his life, for, for sure.
0: In that second, I mean, second season is by far my favorite, and sort of we we advocated for a lot of it. That it's to me, we're going on that underrated notion. I'm very biased, Kobe, but I think it's one of the, the greatest seasons in television. I think kind of just a, a near perfect season was season two, and obviously a lot more of those episodes were character centric rather than just kind of concentrating on multiple stories with the multiple cast you know you, you all had your own solo episodes and in you had mm. very early on with the ties that bind kind of you know you find out that you've got a, a an extra family your dad was kind of going mm. out there and uh, having a bit on on the side and everything along those lines yeah It's, and the one scene that particularly stands out at the very end when you kind of had that moment with the gravestone, you know, you sort of, you're so emotionally distraught over this revelation about your dad and you're kind of, you're kicking this gravestone down and things like that. On that development though, like as an actor, young actor coming through, learning your craft and that, are they the, the moments that you really strive for, those overly emotional ones where you can kind of really just unleash and kick the shit out of a gravestone and really kind of bring that emotion to the screen?
1: I think at that point um, I was, I don't know, man. I was so, I was, I don't know how to explain this, but I was so in, I was so in it that I wasn't able to really like, you know, rise above it and look at it and like sort of of critique it and be like, oh yeah, this is the moment I've been waiting for. It was just kind of like, I I was was like, okay, I'm, they give me the script. And I and I was so connected to who Davis was that I would kind of like. It um, was like I said earlier that like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of acting required because I I felt so connected to what was going on. Um, whatever they wrote, I felt like I was living it. You know. Yeah. I think I think at this stage, you know, this this stage further along in my career, I you know, I, I look at everything, from you know the eyes of how. how, how of how it actually is. But back then, I was so in it that I, that whatever it was they gave me, I would just do it to the best of my ability. So it wasn't like, oh, here's the moment I've been waiting for, you know, this emotional stuff. It was like, oh, okay, me and Davis are going through this emotional thing. Here we go. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of how how it, kinda how it felt more to me back then. And you... As opposed, as, as opposed to now, as opposed to now being this old, you know, old salty... <laughs> i
0: <I'll do> that. do we Where all of a sudden, 20 years ago, you've been asked to run through the streets of New York every second episode after a fictional perp. Nowadays, you're just like, oh, man, can I just sit at my desk? I don't need to run after someone. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Which is yeah. there a lot of training involved? Like, I mean, you ran a lot in those first couple of seasons. It was either you or Jason. You guys were sprinting after some perps every second bloody episode. So, uh, I mean, are they saying like, "Come on, man, come on, Kobe, just stay in shape, stop eating those donuts"? Like, you need to sprint in a couple of episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that was that was Ed Bonero's um, take on how rookies really were. Like, he's like, they're always just. Gung ho, sprinting after everybody. So I, I was lucky enough to uh, to be that guy. So I was all yeah, I was running, running, take after take after take after take.
0: I sure was. With um, I mentioned after hours, such a great episode. But um, I mean, you're, I think Davis in that episode is particularly funny. Obviously, getting a little bit too drunk, vomiting in Bobby's car, and kind of everything. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Do you remember much about that episode? Yeah. Yes, now, now that you're saying that, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, didn't he eat, he, he ate like
0: pickled eggs? Yeah, because uh, some of the great stuff in that is sort of you're on the curb, I think, with um, with Alex, uh, with sorry, Amy Carlson's character and kind of you, you just hear Bobby in the background going like, is that egg? What is that? Is that egg? And you're like, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so right. mad that you've ruined that's his right. beautiful car. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. I remember that. I do remember that. Um, man, memories come flooding in.
0: You need when do you do you do you watch it? Do you like? Do, is this something that you do you watch your work? Do you like to watch what you've acted in? Well, yeah, yeah,
1: I do. I'll, I'll watch it right after. You know, I'll watch it like when it airs or shortly after. But I haven't watched any of the old stuff in a long time. My kids, my older girls. Um, Started watching the first season of Third Watch. Um, cause I, for some, I think not all seasons are are available out here for some mm. reason. It's, it's really only the weird. first
0: two. The only the, the first two seasons are the only ones that have actually ever been released on DVD. Man,
1: so yeah, so I remember my my daughters watching it a couple of years ago, and them just tripping out at how young I looked. And that's all they that's all they were talking. They're like, Daddy, you, you look? You look like a kid. You look like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, um but no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I don't really go back, and you know, I'll definitely watch it to learn. Right, right when it happens, I want to watch and learn from my mistakes, and so I don't make them anymore. But um, I you know I don't go back and watch. <clears throat> I've actually yeah well no yeah I probably shouldn't mention that because I'm just, there's something that something that's one of my old things looks like it's coming back.
0: Um. Is it third watch, Kobe you're giving us an exclusive here? Right? <laughs> no, no, is it third watch? Is it coming can, back, no, isn't you, it? Twenty twenty Netflix know. reboot. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can tell no, yeah, I can tell you that it's not third watch, but um I I spoke to soon I guess I can't say what it is. But but yeah, if if it does look like it's really gonna come back, I may have to go back and sort of watch some episodes to kind of remember exactly where my head was when I was playing the character, you know.
0: And I guess that's the state of the industry right now. It's kind of it's all well and good to say a show's ended, but uh, certain shows are getting revived all the time. Is, is that something extra that you've got to be aware of that if a show ends that you might be needing to revisit that character at some point in the future?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely all for it, especially for jobs. You know, I've been lucky enough to be on jobs that I really have loved. You know, loved playing the characters, loved working with the people. So, um, yeah, if any of them were to come back, I'd, I'm totally, totally happy so totally happy to revisit it um but yeah yeah it, yeah it's a level that's going on a lot these days yeah there are a lot of reboots a lot
0: of reboots which i mean some are hit some are miss i guess kind of you know that's the case with anything really it's not just reboots i mean regular shows are like that too hits and misses as well so um yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it depends on the show, doesn't it really? About whether you you kind of hear something's coming back and you're like, "Murphy Brown, do we need that again?" I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's funny cuz I don't even really look at it that way. I'm looking at it more like, "Oh yeah, an opportunity to work with with with, with my friends again." Yeah. I'll take it.
0: Yeah. For like
1: sure. you know, I that's that's kind of that's kind of how I look at it. And and then, you know, and if it if it does end up being a great thing, then cool. And if it ends up being overkill then then you know, we learn from that and we move on.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's it's interesting too, like with the episode, like After Hours, kind of, you know, Third Watch generally would always have that one episode, maybe even two per season, where it's kind of let's have the big job, let's have the, the big group together. I mean, you had that in season one with Ohio when you were kind of all hanging out at the, I think it was a Hillary Clinton, uh, Rudolph Giuliani debate, and then all of a sudden you've got this After oh, Hours yeah. one. So I guess it's kind of like going back to the friendships formed, it must be great to have those sort of big ensemble episodes where you've got that excuse where just basically all of you, can intersect and work. Because After Hours as well, I mean, Amy Carlson's the new the new kid on the block, but that, that was then There's 10 of you at that point. You've got the original nine of you plus Amy Carlson. I mean, I don't think you really had an episode after After Hours where you had so many of you being able to work together, because Bobby would leave a few episodes after that. So that was kind of the last OG episode where all of you were together all at once.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Especially on... I, I it's kind of funny to say this, but especially on the days when there's not an actual, like a, not a lot of, uh, if you know, on a day when you don't have a lot of lines, a lot of stuff to concentrate on when you can just kind of hang out and have fun with everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are, those are the best. Those are the best. If it's everyone on set together and there's not, because I think, what was it? It was, might have been towards the end when, and I guess it was, the very, very end when Anthony and uh, Yvonne's character's Got married, yep. When Car- Carlos and Holly got married, correct, yep. And I, just, I, yeah, I remember. I remember just shooting that stuff. Just, just those, a little like a montage scene of them getting married, but everybody was there. Um, it was like a party, you know.
0: That's fantastic. Who like I we we spoke with Kim Raver about a year or so ago, and she she talked a lot about kind of there was lots of uh, pranks going on on set, particularly in the firehouse. Was that was that a similar thing over on on the cop side of things? Were, were there sort of jokes and sort of games and that being played sort of in between takes?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, the first one that pops into my head. For a while there, we had Anthony and I there was this battle. I think, I think this might've been when Josh came along. Um, when, uh, what was his character? Finney? Finney. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I feel like this is, this is in those years when Josh was there, we would take the surgical gloves or the, you know, the gloves that the doctors wear
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we'd, we'd fill them up with water <laughs> and we would go up to the roof of the it was like a three story building and we would go up to the roof and we would wait for you know someone like Anthony or someone you know to, to go outside <laughs> to go outside <laughs> and and the well, the thing was you couldn't you know you couldn't obviously couldn't drop it right on them because you couldn't you know get the hair all wet um, and get the wardrobe all wet but you wanted to drop it close enough to them to where it just scared the crap out of them <laughs> so you know when when the water when the water balloon or the love balloon or whatever you want to call it would explode. Yeah. It's just, just to scare the crap out of them. And then I think we may have talked about this on the 20th anniversary when we would, we would fill the, the big syringes up with water and, and have like squirt gunfights with them. And, <laughs> and the, the whole, the, the whole rule with that was you could, you can, you couldn't affect the shot. Like you couldn't get it in their hair. You couldn't get it in their face. You couldn't ruin any part of the wardrobe that was going to be seen in the shot. But if you knew they had already done the wide shot and now they're coming in from just the waist up, you could go and like squirt someone right in the crotch and make them look like they like they peed their pants, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, there was. I remember. I remember one time, um, Josh and I had an epic battle going on, a back and forth going on. He was his character was in a hospital bed, and I took it upon took it upon myself to get two syringes full, and got up on top of the set. And was like up on the catwalk above the set and was directly above him above his hospital bed <laughs> while <laughs> while he was shooting the scene and I, I let him have it from above like that. It was, we, so we yeah, we would we would take it we would take it to the extreme like that.
0: That's crazy. I think I'm gonna watch it now, just assuming every time we don't see any um waist down shots that everyone's just gonna have a wet patch on their uh their, their uniform or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I'm going to picture it. I mean, talking talk about like the, the running and uh, the action side of things, I mean, your Davis was involved in some pretty epic shootouts throughout the thing. I mean, obviously, you, you get shot in the third season when kind of they bring in Roy Scheider's character. What what are those scenes like to film when you kind of got these big action set pieces, lots of gunfire going off, and then all of a sudden you've got to kind of take a bit of silence and realise that you've got shot in you, your Johnson or something like that. I can't remember what the line was. I think <laughs> they got me. They got my goods. I think that's what yeah. you said when you get shot. <laughs> Is that what i said <laughs> yeah it was something like goods or yeah, they got me Sal. they got me in the goods i think it was
1: <laughs> yeah that was the that was method
0: man shot me right yeah 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 that's right
1: yeah yeah um yeah again that was it was um it was not a lot of acting required because just the way that whole the whole chaos of that scene the way the whole thing felt um and then you know when you got the actual actual blanks going on around you. I mean, I know it's absolutely nothing like, you know, being in a real, you know, gun battle, obviously, but, but just you can you can connect enough to it to where when that moment comes where you got to, you know, com- completely pretend to be shot, you kind of believe it, you know, or, or at least that's the goal. The goal is to, I guess the goal as an actor is to to believe it. And when they set it up for you and they give you, the writers give you everything you need, and the writing is so good it makes it a lot easier to believe it.
0: Did with the development of Davis, I think kind of the key thing that really happened in the final season was kind of getting that that payoff to to really find out what happened to his dad and kind of you know put the put the guy away. Um, Josh Stewart's character Finney's dad obviously was the one who kind of was involved with that. Was that something that you would, had always kind of hoped that there was going to be a resolution to the storyline around what had happened to Davis's dad?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Oh my gosh, I forgot all about that stuff when I, when I was so. This is when Davis is with Sasha, and he's re, oh yeah, and then Finney's dad had something to do with it. Yep. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to piece it all together. I'm and Sasha to was the rat. She uh and
0: she was in IAB. Sasha she was one. the one. Yep.
1: Sasha, Sasha was the Sasha. She broke my heart. She broke my she heart. Did. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, again, no, as far as like hoping, I always trusted wherever the writers were going. I never had uh, you know, any you know, hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do that? That wasn't where, wasn't where I've I've was ever coming from. Even really like any on the other shows that I've done, I you know, I kind of just um just kind of just kind of go with it, you know? Go with it and make the most of it. Cuz I, f- I figure, you know, the writers are the writers are hired to do their job and I'm hired to do my job and I don't, I don't want to overstep my bounds and, and, uh, assume that I can, you know, come up with better storylines than they can. Um, like I remember there, there's been a couple of times on the game where, when I, uh, uh, where, I, where I, I, I remember suggesting that cause my, you know, I don't know if you know anything about the game, but it was a show that I was on for a long, long, long time. It was like nine years. And um it was a comedy about football, uh American football. And so when right, the time that it came for my character to retire, I just remember suggesting that my character become a coach. So little things like that. And it might have been something they were already you know, they were already thinking. But you know, as far as the Davis's dad thing, though, no, I thought it was very cool how it, the whole thing, you know, was tied up. Um but I was never it was never any suggestion of mine or any you know any desire of mine but with I it was great what they did though.
0: With that though, do you then when it comes to closing off an arc, so when you do get to the end of the game sort of and that suggestion comes up or be it third watch be it burn notice and your your character's arc come to a close, do you kind of reflect and think to yourself this is exactly where I thought or would like that character to end up? Do you kind of have a bit of well this isn't maybe what I was picturing but I'm satisfied with it things like that?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, well, I think again, like, you know, the way I come from it with no expectations, um, then everything is, everything is usually all good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, and, and it, I mean, unless I would imagine if, if there was something that I really disagreed with, but I've, I've never really come across that. I've been lucky enough to never really come across that in my career, um, where there's something I was just so opposed to. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I just kind of, just kind of go with the flow and, 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 Show up and try to do my best work. That's that's kind of how I approach
0: it. We've got a few listener questions from, uh, particularly from Henry Kemp, who sent us some great listener questions. That I feel uh, one of them should be asked now here because obviously we talked about someone like Bobby who left, and people like um, you know uh, Eddie Sibrian's character left at a certain point. You know, obviously departures throughout the show. It happens. Was there any point where you considered leaving, thinking that I could take another offer, do something there, or were you kind of just committed to this show from the very beginning and didn't want it to end?
1: No, I was, no, I was committed to the show. It wasn't not so much that I didn't want it to end. I mean, I know I know all things, you know, especially TV shows come to an end. And I know especially if you can have one that runs for six years, that's just that's just wonderful. Um, so when it did end, I was like, okay, cool. You know, that was great. I, you know, I'm gonna miss it, but it was, you know, it was, we did our thing, and and you know, my wife and I were looking forward to moving back to California full time. Um, we had two kids at that point. You know, my my first two kids were born in, in New York. Um, so yeah, it's just, I know, I, but I, I never had any desire to, to go off and do anything else, you know? And that may, that may be, that may come from my dad. You know, my, my dad is a singer and he, and, you know, he's always like, listen, like, you know, especially he knows how, you know, he he knows how fickle the business can be. And he's saying, look, if you, if you get on something good, you know, you ride it, ride it till the wheels fall off. Um, Especially with my, with my case, when I was still totally enjoying it, you know. So there was, yeah, I never, I never felt any desire to, to jump ship.
0: It's, it's interesting too. Um, one thing that we noticed just on our, on our rewatch when we were covering all the episodes, it's kind of. We always enjoyed a good episode where they would switch the pa- the pairings up for a little bit. So, obviously, you know, yourself and, and Skip's characters were, were always paired up. You you were 5'5", five, five, Charlie. That was it. But, kind of, there was, there was one episode where you got to partner with uh, Jason's character, Bosco. I think that was the Ties at Bind, the one we were talking about before. So, kind of, we loved seeing Davis and Bosco work together. Uh, were, did you enjoy those ones, too? Because I think the only ones we, we never got to see you work with, I don't think you ever got paired with, with Molly's character. We never saw a Davis and Yokus episode, which would have been quite... Unique, but yeah. uh, I mean, I'm sure that could be fun to change it up working with Jason. I mean, God, that would have been fun.
1: Yeah, I remember having scenes with Molly here and there, and you know, it was always a good time. But yeah, working with Jason was a blast. It was, and I, 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 I that was the time the Bind episode when we worked together.
0: I believe so because I think that was when you were shitty with um with Sully because he had kept that secret uh, from you yeah. that he's that your dad had been sleeping around.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, so, and, and Davis kind of ended up was he, he was kind of like Bosco's voice of reason wasn't he not he was kind of like uh he was kind of like the more mature person in the car <laughs>
0: Yeah yeah cuz a, a lot through the first season kind of Bosco had been trying to get into Dave's head like get away from Sully like he's an old man you know you need to come with a real action is you know and follow me all gung ho Bosco so i think kind of that was the, the the connection there that you had in that episode Yeah
1: yeah i don't i yeah i don't remember oh yes wait i remember did we we chase down some dude? Did we chase down some dude and then David started punching him and the guy had to pull him off? Was that yep. that, was that, that yep. one?
0: Yep, because you were letting wow. there was and it was kind of intersecting because a lot of that episode you were having visions of your dad and then like I think you were picturing your dad on the ground as you were bashing the crap out of this perk. Oh
1: my gosh, yes. And was that the one where I he's like I I I uh Somehow, like, went in the water, like I was sink, I was sinking in the water, or something like
0: that. Yeah, and he was up on the bridge. I think the hel- I think that was a helicopter crash. That was a helicopter crash episode where you dived in and kind of uh, tried to save the person in the helicopter. No, but,
1: but I think there was one where he had like he was having like a dream or like a vision where he was.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were floating. Yeah, you were kind of in the tank, floating. Yep, yep. That's the one. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And yeah, because I remember. I think I, I remember showing up to do that scene, and I was in my cop uniform, and and I, remember, I can't remember who it was. Was it the director or one of the producers? I was like, no, 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 no. You you need to be in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, why? <laughs> they're like, oh, because they're, they're, because they're and, you know, in arm, in the backstory is like, Dave, the, uh, Davis was a swimmer. And his dad, he's just like taking to the meets. I'm like, wait, but that's not in the story at all. That's only in your head. Like, what, what, it would make no sense for this dude who's in a cop uniform to be having a daydream. And then in the, and then in the daydream, he's not in this cop uniform. He's in a Speedo. Like, what, what, what sets it that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I, I just remember that when you brought that up.
0: You dodged a bullet then. Um, you dodged a bullet having not been a Speedo then.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, would, it just would have been weird. It would have made zero sense. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. I mean, so I remember, yeah, I remember falling uh, and I had to, uh, I was on the diving board for the, for the effect to be right. We're at the, we're this big, like Olympic sized pool and I had to be pretty high up on the diving board and and then go, go jump in backwards. They wanted me to kind of like backflop in so that it would have that effect of him like going, like being sucked down into the water. Um, if I remember correctly and I remember it being
0: kind of painful. (laughs) <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> you, you you want to do that in one take. You don't want to have to hear the cut, do yeah. it again. We're not believable. We y- don't believe yeah, you're falling yeah, in the yeah. water backwards enough. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I think it's um it's also interesting later on in the show, like obviously when Nia's character comes in, uh, I mean such a she's a big name. I we try to really talk that up when when her character came on the show because I mean, I would argue at, at that point in third watch, maybe the biggest regular cast member to be added. I mean, that, that must be pretty amazing to have Neil Long show up on third watch. And then obviously your character gets quite a bit, I mean, you get a pregnant at the end, I think, from memory.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do remember having those, being like, wow, so this, this is somebody that only, you know, a few years ago, I, you know, had a crush on her, you know, whatever, or you know, or, or you know, from being her, her being in movies, or from or maybe it was from when I was like a teenager when she was on Fresh Prince,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or you know, whatever was. What I, yeah, I remember her. Remember thinking of her as like a movie star, being like, "Oh wow, I get to, I get to work with Nia Long," and then you know, of course, you know, you get to you get to know her, and she's just you know, she's just Mia, she's
0: cool. It's also. um with so many episodes that you did, is it 127? I know we kind of asked this question on the, the reunion episode, and you sort of mentioned the uh, the cop funeral as, as one of the, the standouts. Were, were there any other sort of episodes or moments that you do remember that kind of that stood out more than any of the others that you, you did over the six seasons of Third Watch?
1: There's a lot. There's a lot. I, I don't know if I can conjure them up right now. I mean, I, like I think I mentioned the the one where I you know where I accidentally shoot the dude. Hmm. Um, and then his wife. When I mentioned you yeah, on on the on the twentieth anniversary thing, I mentioned how hard the woman re- actually slapped me in in <laughs> real life. Um. Man, remember? remember, remember the the big uh. The big hospital battle. Yep. Um. Where I where uh well yeah, yeah the the big the big stunt we had a huge stunt fight with that guy and then Nia ends up him in the back. I remember that one. That one was crazy. Um, that was a lot of fun. The one, yeah, where Anthony like gets cornered and he like throws the mug at the guy.
0: Yep, and he falls on his head again. Um, uh, that that kind of became, became yeah. a recurring theme, didn't it? In season yeah. six, Oh, hit my head again.
1: <laughs> there was there was one where I was dangling from a. I guess I'm remembering all the big action stuff. Just because that's the, the first thing you, I remember. Dangling from the building. Um. Remember that one? I, I go to save the woman.
0: Is that where you fall and when I, you kind of go on the the big uh, pillow? Because I was going to yeah, ask you, was it? Did you perform yeah, that stunt?
1: Yeah. So I did the stunt. I did the actual hanging off of the building, which was crazy. <laughs> they put this harness on you, this harness that goes down around your crotch, and but still, once you get out there, it's like, oh shit, what am I doing? What <laughs> am I doing?
2: And so I'm hanging
1: from the building, and then. For the actual fall, from that height, they had a stump man do the fall from that height onto the firefight, you know, the fireman um, inflatable, whatever it's called.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they had me they just needed to, you know they needed to see like the last whatever it was, 20 feet of the fall, and they wanted it to actually be me. so I, I, I think I got up on a uh, a fire truck you know, on the ladder from a fire truck and just jumped off. I think that's how we did it. Wow! Um, you know, that one? Is John remember you know jumping in the in the East River a couple times,
0: a couple few times swimming around in there? You're always wet. They're always wanting and you in a bloody speedo. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just remember I remember like looking in the
1: river going, is it is it like cool for me to get in this water? Like I'm, I'm seeing like condoms and and and. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure that was a dead body that just floated by. Like, is it was okay for me to, to <laughs> jump in? Oh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. We tested it. We tested it. It's fine. <laughs> I remember that. I remember the the, the actual fear of any time we had to do a chase scene where Skip was actually driving <laughs> because he had just done Ronan. I think I may, I may have brought this up in the in the conversation we had last month. Skipper just done Ronan and he fancied himself quite a stunt driver. <laughs> so he's doing all this crazy stuff, and I, you know, you know how it feels like when you're in the passenger seat and someone's driving crazy and you have no control. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anytime they cut to Davis, and he looks like he's, you know, scared. That was that wasn't acting either. That was me
0: <laughs> legitimately shitting yourself.
1: Yeah, just or or just clenching my booty and holding it in it. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Skip's head getting big because he did Ronan, and uh, he was in a razor too, wasn't he, with Schwarzenegger? So you know he gets a couple of big name credits with some big actors and movies, and he's, he's Mr. Stunt Driver.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, well, he actually did a lot of stunt driving on Ronan. Um, he did. I mean, he knew what he was doing, but still, didn't mean it. Didn't make me feel any any more safe.
0: Were, were there moments, um, obviously, filming out in New York, and. Doing everything out there. Were there ever any moments where pe- people legitimately thought you were cops, like actually came up to you and were like, "Hey, yes, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: yes, yes, often, yes, yes," and they would come, they would come right up to the car and be like, "Officer, officer, blah, 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 what's going on down there," and I'm and I'm like, "Dude, you see this big camera like attached <laughs> to the other window of the car," and then you know, because I guess people get so tunnel vision when they're you know they see you and they run to you. And then they don't look around and notice that there's cameras all pointed at you, and there's a big crew around you, and that you're completely
0: uh, fake. <laughs> do you ever do you ever get the urge though? Like, do you do you get into such a zone where you are kind of like, oh yes, ma'am, uh, I will take that report for you?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I think that that would that would have been. I think I think you can get arrested for doing
0: that. But but if you're a cop, <laughs> do you have to arrest yourself? <laughs> like, I mean, you could just ask. Like, hey, check but, the badge out, officer. I'm on the job. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never, I never wanted to. I never wanted to find out. Yeah. Just, I remember there was one time when um a cop car got stolen. Like, I mean, our our me me and Skip's car got stolen. Um, it was sitting there with the keys in it, and somebody just took off in it. And so for the scene, we ended up having to just like walk around the corner, like we had parked around the corner for some reason because we didn't have a cop car. Someone stole it.
0: Wow. How, did you, I'm guessing yeah. you find it, or is there just somebody driving around New York in a 55th Precinct Hi. car?
1: I I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the real cops got on it pretty quickly, but um, I don't know whatever happened with it. I don't know how that story ended, but I just know the car wasn't there. It was gone.
0: That's crazy! Wow, I, I think also too like we we brought it up on the twentieth anniversary one, and you talked a little bit about it in the um the documentary and the DVD where you mentioned about how you had people coming up to you and saying like I wanted to become a a cop uh, because of you. Do you have any like real standouts there where somebody like legitimately told you some amazing story where it came down to the fact that hey I here I am as a cop, you know thanks so much for portraying this great character of Davis.
1: No, no, yeah. There's been people over the years that have told me that, and it's just a, it's a, it's a trip, man. It is a trip to just to, to think that you know, because I'm just an actor, you know. You just all you all I'm doing is pretending, um, and then for someone to be inspired by that and to make a major life decision, especially one especially one as important as you know being a police officer, um, it's an honor. But at the same time, it's a, it's a bit like. Oh, what's the word? Um, is it overwhelming, I guess, in mm-hmm. a way? hmm You know? To, to, to Just to think that it has... I mean, just in the same way that it's kind of overwhelming to think that, you know, right now I'm talking to you, you were a, a kid in Australia when the show was on, and it affected you in such a way so that I'm talking to you about it now. Um But you know, like when when, you know when I'm when I'm on set, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, I'm not thinking about some kid in Australia, you know, or how it's gonna (laughs) how what I'm about about how what I'm doing is gonna affect some kid in Australia. I'm just there trying to do my best, you know. Mm. Because it's it's funny, it's funny how 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 you, you know how you can affect people's lives without even realizing it.
0: Especially with a show like Third Watch too, because you know, going back to my point when I was saying about how it's, it's underrated, I mean, obviously Third Watch wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like ER, it wasn't the number one show in America, it wasn't winning all the Emmys, but I mean, it still had a, a bit of a fan base as well, so did it did it ever surprise you that Third Watch kind of didn't take off as, as much as maybe ER did or some of these other shows and kind of just went under the radar a little bit and was just kind of a solid show without having massive, massive success? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was
1: if it su- didn't, su- if it surprised me, I, but I, I remember not really fully understanding cause I, I did believe it was a really good show and I did believe it was, you know, what we were doing was really good television at the time. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't fully understand, but you, but you know, but, but that's TV, you know, you just, you never, you can, you never know if, if something's going to, Someone's going to click all the way like ER did, or just or click just enough like Third Watch did, to where it you know stays on and has a good run and and um, has good you know critical acclaim, but not the kind of popularity that a show like ER has. You know, you just you just never know.
0: Henry, came a couple other questions he has. One of the the ones here, uh, which I like, aside from Sully, uh, you know, did you have a favorite character in the series?
1: Ooh,
0: um Man,
1: that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I don't know
0: if I do. Just say Sully, Sully, I'll, Sully's an. Ex- I I'll, I'll let you get away with Sully.
1: What? Well, well, no, I, I thought we were. I thought we were saying Sully is the given.
0: I thought we were saying yeah. Sully is. is <laughs> that's a, he's given so that perfect was, okay. that even when you can't think of another yeah. one, he still is the answer because that's just Sully. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, I don't know. I, I think I think it was more the show as a whole. You know how everybody together as a team worked.
0: Did you have any Henry also adds as well? Um, you know, ask your your best memory with with Skip while while filming. I mean, we we talked a little bit about sort of the whole mocker Hans kind of thing uh, in the <laughs> reunion. But I mean, were, were there any other moments? That you, sort of best memories that you had across those six seasons with Skip?
1: So many, man. So, way too many way too many to, to even narrow it down to, to one. Um it just yeah, we just lucked out, you know, um sort of coming across each other's paths at the right time in the right place. Um because we I mean we've just been, you know, he's one of my best friends to this day. And you know, even at the time, you know, I I was I was twenty three, he was probably like my age now, like forty four, somewhere around there. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe forty Forty-two, um, but we just like clicked. It's like we had so much in common. Our sense of humor just like locked right in right away. Like we just understood each other right away, and became close, close friends right away. Um, so yeah, and the same, you know, kind of the same with Anthony. You know, like like um, both of our fathers are musicians, and early on, in the in the run of Third Watch um, we connected through music a lot, I mean, Like we, we would, and same with Skip, we, we would all get together and just like rent out a little jam space and just, just play music together. Um, just, you know, hop around on different instruments and just jamming. And that was kind of how we hung out for, for the majority of the, the run of the show.
0: Because I believe you are or were involved in a reggae band. Is, is, is that true?
1: Long time ago, long like this is before Third Watch. Um, yeah, I was in a sort of reggae rock steady kind of band. Um, but then once the acting thing really kicked into the point to where I didn't have time to do much much of anything else, the, the music kind of became a hobby. But so then it just became getting together with friends and just you know making making noise, which you know Anthony and I still do whenever we can. Not not as much these days, but but up until a few years ago, we were still doing it pretty regularly. Um, and actually, for this project, we've been working on it. There's a lot of music involved, and we've been, you know, making music
0: for it. So it's been fun. I, I kind of want to see you and Anthony join Skip in, in minus Ted and kind of just having sort of like a third watch super band going on there. I think uh, <laughs> a lot of fans would be uh, edging I, out to see that.
1: <laughs> i you know, what? I, I there was at one, one point I did. I, I got I I did a show with minus Ted um, playing drums. Trying to remember playing drums and singing a little bit. I don't remember how to, how it went down, but I just remember being on stage with them.
0: That would be epic if that footage existed somewhere, <laughs> like Kobe. Uh, I'm just thinking I don't know. about yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know if it. I don't know if it does. That, that, and that was sort of you know, it was before social media, before like you know, nowadays there's footage of everything that ever happens. But yeah. back then, it wasn't really that way.
0: Yeah. Was it? I mean, you talk about sort of you know enjoying your time at the watch. I mean, when you when you find out that it's been cancelled I mean well, what's what's that feeling like when, when you get that official news
1: it was mixed because I knew that I was going to miss
0: you know the relationships that I, that
1: I developed with everybody on the show um, and I was going to miss working on the show I loved working on the show but at the same time I was ready to um, come back to California like I, as much as I loved living in New York I, I was ready to come back home and uh, you know, raise my kids here and and get back to my life here. So when it, when it did end, it, it felt like it felt like uh, even though I know I know the show could have had more life, but it felt like I you know that we didn't really get shortchanged. As far as where
0: I'm coming from. And Henry Kemp also adds another one um, saying that uh, Skip recently posted on Instagram a photo of his old uh, cop uniform from the show. Did, did you keep much memorabilia or props after the show ended?
1: I think I have a a hat um I think I have like a hat and a badge and a few things that are up in some closet somewhere but uh, I didn't keep much no i'm not i'm yeah, I'm usually not very sentimental in that way I'll, I'll keep just a little a couple of little things that'll just kind of you know give, give me good memories um i, I remember with burn notice i like, what do I keep from burn notice? I can't remember. As long as you go got With the something. game, I remember, the, the, yeah, with, I remember, with, like, with the game, one of the executive producers gave me, like, our our team was supposed to have won the championship, so he gave me, like, the, the championship ring to keep. So it's just, like, it's, it's you know it's a little thing, a little thing that's kind of have, I don't, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not one of those dudes that has, like, a bunch of posters and stuff of the things that I've done all over the house, but I'll have, you know, just, just that little ring, little little badge, just kind of,
0: Remind me. I mean, post Third Watch too. Obviously, you you mentioned the game. I mean, I think you're in the game longer than you were for Third Watch, and of course, Burn Notice probably the most most prominent ones. Is, is that later on in the years now, when say it's it's a fan thing, when fans are talking to you about you know favorite roles and that kind of what what is the one that most people are talking to is it, is a it Burn Notice, is it Third Watch, is it the game?
1: It really just depends. Um, as the years have gone on, it's you know it's less Third Watch, especially because Third Watch for whatever their reason, it hasn't, you know, been like on Netflix or been out, they haven't even released the whole thing on DVD. I mean, I think maybe there might be more Third Watch fans still coming up to me if, if their watch is still alive in that way. Um, But yeah, Burn Notice, Burn Notice, there's a lot of Burn Notice fans, but I gotta tell you, the the fans of the game are extremely uh, loyal. They're extremely, because, you know, with the game, it was on the CW for three years. It got canceled. And so that's when I hopped on Burn Notice. But then the game came back on another network. It came on, on on BET. And then I asked Burn Notice if I could do it. And so they said yes. And so for four years there, I was doing both shows at the same time. And But the game, they had, once BET got the right to it, they did the reruns so much on on BET that, you know, the fans of the show, they, I was, you know, we were in their house every day every day every day they're doing like marathons so i feel like if you're in someone's on someone's tv every day like that they kind of feel like they know you so when they see you it's not it's not like oh hey there's that dude from the show it's like oh hey there's there's my good buddy kobe you know what i mean so yeah so they're really enthusiastic fans of the fans of the game but it's it's kind of a mix though as far as like all the different things i've done and you know like last the last couple of years i was on a marvel um,
0: thing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, that's a whole other kettle of fish, isn't it? Kind of being involved in in Marvel X Men sort of thing, because I mean, that's got its own uh, entire fan group, which I can imagine adds a whole different layer to that experience. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was that was crazy. That's crazy. Just having yeah, instant people who are instantly into the show just because it was a Marvel uh, product. Um, And then you know, just from early on, they're like, you know, they're flying us places on little, you know, private jets and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is a different deal. This is a different deal. Um, But yeah, unfortunately, that one only went two years. But um, but yeah, during that, I got to experience, you know, going to Comic Con, doing that whole thing. Um, So yeah, that's a whole different, whole different can of worms.
0: So do you now consider yourself? Uh, part of the of the MCU uh, now that like Disney owns Fox and everything's under the, the one umbrella, are you are you officially in the uh, X Men MCU lexicon?
1: Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess, I guess, it's, I guess technically I am. <laughs> I, I never really gave that much. I never gave that much thought, but uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess, I guess that's that's. I mean, I know it's just a TV show, but it's part of the X Men world.
0: There's gotta be an action figure out there. I wanna see some form of Kobe Bell action figure from the gifted. Like, you know Man, <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm i t-
1: I'm telling you if I that that's I think I would re- I would retire. If there, yes. if, there if, I, if, they, if I was on something that I got an action figure made. Yep. Um I think I would just I think I'd be like, Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Full circle.
0: Basketball with George Clooney ben, to ben, action figure. They're your bookends of your career. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because when I was a kid, I mean, action figures were a big part of my life. You know, I, I was always making up little, basically, little movies in my head with, you know, with all my action figures. So, yeah, if I ever got on something that was action figure worthy, that would be that would be a big deal for me.
0: You, you mentioned obviously uh, being involved with Chulak on, on Seal Team and and sort of the project in the wind with with Anthony. I mean, what else is in the pipeline, Kobe? Kind of, can you give us? You mentioned the don't loo too much about a certain show that might be coming back but yeah. uh anything else that's kind of yeah. in the, in the pipeline
1: well no i mean that's you know the pipeline's kind of full as far as those, that goes you know i'm, I'm doing seal team for the rest of this season um i just did i was uh did another episode of archer which uh is so much fun i don't so you know that cartoon archer
0: yep very popular huge archers like it's just growing and growing it seems yeah
1: so uh, so I did the third season, a third episode ever, 10 years ago. And then I did, um, they had my character back five years later. And then five years from then, which is just like a couple of weeks ago, which I blew my mind that the show had been on for 10 years. They, you know, they brought my guy back again. And it's always so much fun, man. So much like that. I, I wish that that was just what I did for a living, was just go in that booth and be silly like that. You know, it's just, it's so much fun.
0: Because it's a different kettle um, of fish, isn't it? Because uh, I remember when we spoke to Anthony for the first time, I think at that point he was just doing um, his role in Batman. So, kind of, you know, kind of just having these yeah. extra elements of doing voice acting, which I'm sure is completely different to, to live acting.
1: Well, it's just great for, I mean, A, it's just, it's just fun to do and to be a part of something like that. But it's also perfect for, you know, if you have a family. You know, like you know, you okay? I got to go to work, and you go up, you go up for an hour or two, and then you come back. Okay, I'm home, and then I'm, you know, I get to go to the volleyball game. (laughs) You know, so it's 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 good that way. But yeah, as far as so, yeah, the thing with me and Anthony and Bruce is, um, it's cooking along, man. And then that would be a whole lot of fun if we got that going. And I guess more on that later if it ever, if it ever comes to reality, um, and and then. Yeah, and then this thing that I'm not supposed to tell anyone about—that um, would kick in. If it does happen, it would kick in in the summertime, and we'd get back to work on that. So, um,
0: fantastic! I'm I'm look, I'm really looking forward to this third watch reboot, Kobe. I'm glad that you've given us the exclusive. It's fantastic. <laughs> like we've we've broken the news here. It's it's pretty epic. I'm loving it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that if it happened. I would I would love it. I would love it if it ever happened.
0: Which it's it's interesting because I guess it is that thing we we're talking about before of kind of like you never know. So you know if they bring back mm. Murphy Brown, I mean no eh, no disrespect to Murphy Brown, but I mean come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not sure if I I'm mean, just alienating yeah. more Murphy Brown fans, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> just having yeah, I, I don't know,
1: things. man. It's kind of what it's, yeah, it's what they're doing these days, and sometimes it's worth doing, and sometimes it's not. Um. But I guess you never know until you do
0: it. And also, just b- before we wrap it up, um, you mentioned obviously, you know, meeting your wife sort of just before third watch and uh, going on there. I-, I believe with your children, did you not have two sets of twins? Did I read that correctly?
1: You did read that correctly. Yeah,
0: yeah. How does that? How does that go? You, you have your first set of twins. Great, awesome. Uh, let's have more children, and you have more twins. Like, uh, I mean, do you go into that thing? Oh, we'll just have two kids. You end up with four. Like, you know, four for the price of two, essentially.
1: Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, by the second time around, um, it was kind of like, okay, well, this is what we already know how to do. So let's do it. Here we go. You know, we are, we we had already done it five years before. So we kind of, we kind of had our system down and our way of doing it. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great, man. It's, I mean, I highly recommend having children. It's the best.
0: I I, I would take that on board because I mean is there even odds in that like do doctors say to you like oh well gosh this is rare that you, you kind of like you have two sets of twins
1: well I think it was from when Davis got shot in the junk
0: yes th- that, that makes so, sense so now, and,
1: yeah so now
0: all <laughs> I all I can do is make twins <laughs> it split it split the junk in such a way that it only produced you, like, you have double shot and then it's like boom, right. awesome! I'm firing yeah. like yeah. it's like a machine gun, going crazy. Guess what? I right. have well, twins left, right, and center. <laughs> it's not
1: so much a machine gun; it's more it's more like a double barrel shotgun.
0: It's hard to explain. <laughs> well, there we go, humanity. If uh, you know the zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow, and we need to repopulate the earth. Let's uh, just all call Kobe Bell. He's going to be producing children pretty quickly. <laughs> Get the, get the double barrel uh, shotgun loaded, and and Bob's your uncle. Oh Done. man, it's, yeah, it's, it's
1: it's it's locked and loaded, man. It's always ready. It's always locked ready. and loaded.
0: <laughs> wow, uh, I never thought that's how we're going to end this interview, um, Kobe, mate. It's it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure chatting. <laughs> Goodness me, how 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 do we go from George Clooney basketball to talking about yeah. that? Um. <laughs> but it, uh, so yeah,
1: George Clooney basketball. I, that, that, it's actually, I, I, that's how I. Every interview I do, I start with the George Clooney uh, basketball <laughs> and I end with my double bar- <laughs> double barrel junk.
0: It's just the name-dropping as well. You know, it's kind of like, oh, so, yeah, you, you mentioned yeah. about that one time, my thoughts on the current political crisis in America. That reminds me of the time I played basketball with George Clooney. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. You've got to start with a strong name drop. Yep. Yeah, and and then and and then and talking about your junk—that's just rule. It's rule number
0: one. Well, it's your career. I mean, we er started with your junk rising to the occasion, and then it's literally rising even more Uh, in the future when you you know you just true. Look at that! It's full circle. It is full circle. It's all about your junk. Wow! It's it's that simple. (laughs) Yeah, this week on the
1: podcast we're talking about Kobe Bell and his junk.
0: Yes, breaking new ground in the uh the world of interviews. Uh in an interview that you never thought would be possible. It's it's the junk cast <laughs> on the Oz network. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. my goodness. Kobe, pleasure, mate. Such a good time. And uh yeah, we, we look forward to seeing these projects and everything happening along the way. And uh I'm sure we're gonna be watching uh in eager anticipation for everything that happens and uh hoping it does all eventually revolve around your junk, which I'm sure it will.
1: It always does. It always does. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, And, uh, yeah, let me know, man. We can do it again sometime.
0: And a massive, massive, massive pleasure there. What a fun interview that was. And uh, definitely one that I'm sure you enjoyed out there as well as a third watch fan or just a fan in general of, of actors. Uh, I, I don't even think as much as the topic of conversation was third watch. I think there was a lot in there, just a lot of fun. So uh, really do appreciate Kobe's time and uh, yeah, a fantastic chat there with a lot of fun to be had. And of course, a lot of fun to be had still on our third watch coverage because we're, we're very much closing in now on the end. We've only got a few episodes to go of season six and, That's it. We've we've covered all of Third Watch. So if you've missed any of them, you've got plenty of episodes to catch up on. You can head to theoznetwork.net and find all the recaps there and other interviews that we've had too. Of course, the big one, as we've mentioned a few times there, the 20th anniversary that we did in September featuring Kobe, featuring Skip, featuring some other actors and people involved in the show, which was a lot of fun. And we we still have planned some other interviews. It's not something that we're just going to completely disappear with. Uh, We've got Bill Walsh lined up for a full-length interview coming up very, very soon. And uh, we also still still very hopeful of, of uh, securing an interview with Jason Wiles sort of it's been in the pipeline for a long time and uh, it will happen it's just a matter of when so you will know about it when we know about it and uh, you know that one's going to be the one that I get really giddy over to uh, to get Jason Wiles on the show so um, stay tuned for that it will happen eventually and outside of our third watch coverage of course we've got other great things that we're covering Lost bit of a hiatus at the moment but Lost is coming back don't worry about that one we've got our movie recaps happening at the moment we're getting through all the Star Wars movies in the lead up to Rise of Sky Skywalk, a lot of fun. Of course, Survivor Island of the Idols coverage is happening as well, and there's random rewatches thrown in there for good measure from Colin and Rossi and The Amazing Race Australia with Rossi and Jared. So plenty to keep you entertained here on the Oz Network for all tastes and flavours you're welcome. We're here to entertain you and we like doing it. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe and all the relevant podcast channels, and please leave us feedback. We'd love to hear what you think of the show along the way. And uh, we always appreciate your support, listening and giving us that support when you do it. Thanks again to Kobe. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we speak on the Oz Network. My name has been Ben. Still is, but it will be tomorrow as well. Uh, the point is, we're going to go. Thanks.